This week's episode of Grunt Work brought to you by the Benford 311 Series B Power Nail Driver. Because when your power nails need a chauffeur, you should accept no substitutes. I'm not happy with it either, man. <laughs> episode of Grunt Work. I'm your co-host Landon. And I'm your other co-host Truman. And this week we watched uh, episode six, Adventures in Fine Dining. And it, it wasn't it an adventure? It was, I'd say, uh, it depends on your definition of adventure. Uh, there were some chills and some thrills and some spills, but I really get into manners in a way that other people don't. <laughs> Yeah, tell us what we uh, what we experienced this week. Well, what we experienced this week is a moment of crisis in the Taylor household. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Something's always going wrong. That's what happens when you have three rambunctious little boys. Uh, so after uh, Brad and Randy and Mark, not Justin, I keep uh, <laughs> expecting there to be a phantom brother named Justin. Yeah. Uh, after the boys cause a scene at Wacky Jack's Pizza Pagoda, which is a restaurant that I absolutely have to go to. I don't know if that's some kind of Chinese pizza fusion place or what. Unfortunately, not a real place in Michigan. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> that's that's too bad. We got to start one then. <laughs> uh, after the boys cause a scene at dinner, uh, Jill essentially challenges Tim to try and uh, teach the boys some table manners and uh, says, and they, they make a bet, basically, that if Tim cannot give uh, Jill one uh, perfect dinner with well-mannered boys and silence and uh, and uh, proper table manners, then he will have to go with her to the Michigan Opera mm-hmm. repeatedly. Uh, which, of course, there is no fate. There, going to the opera on Home Improvement is a fate worse than death. Uh, <laughs> yes. If if Wilson is God, then, then the opera is hell. <laughs> uh, so Tim endeavors to teach the boys some manners. Uh, that doesn't go so well at first because Tim is not really great at that sort of thing. Uh, But after getting some advice from Wilson and uh, having the boys chase him around the yard while holding a piece of raw chicken, Tim is eventually able to uh, get the boys to be quiet and well-behaved for dinner with Jill, even though it's mainly because they're too tired to act up. But that's still enough to get uh, Tim a little bit of slap and tickle that night. Now, for our listeners who might not know what slap and tickle means... Uh, sl- slap and tickle is when uh, the mommy and the daddy lie in their in their adjacent twin beds and hold hands, just like on uh, Leave It old to Beaver. Yeah. yeah, just like <laughs> I Love Lucy, Andy Griffith Show, yeah. I Love Lucy, okay. all of that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, checks out. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the summarization of this week's episode. Uh, how would, before we really dig into it, what was your your feelings? How did you feel about this one? I liked I liked this episode. This yeah. felt this felt I don't know. I feel like they're hitting their stride because yeah. this episode, while probably not my favorite, it was still it was just it was good. They set they set up uh, some really good stakes just yeah. early on, like they. But and, not 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 too deep of stakes. It was yeah. all playful. I mean, because yeah. I feel like this could have gone in a very more. Uh, dramatic yeah fashion of jill being fed up up yeah. to the brim of like i can't take these anymore it's all your yeah. fault yeah but it didn't go that way she yeah. was kind of like uh egging on some some of the antics to see tim fail 
Yeah, I, I mean, you get the sense from this show. What I like about this show is that D- Tim really loves his wife, and, yeah. and, and Jill really loves Tim, and they yeah. have their differences, and they squabble, but it's in a very Spencer and Tracy, quick-witted mm-hmm. kind of way. Spencer Tracy? Spencer Tracy? Yeah, it's like Dick Tracy's brother. <laughs> Tracy uh, and Hepburn, you mean? Yeah, uh, Tracy and Hepburn. Yeah. Well, the, what, what was, is Spencer and Tracy a different thing, or did I just... The guy's name is Spencer Tracy. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, actually... Sp- <laughs> Unless he's talking with himself. No, well, yes. Yeah, Spen- Spencer and Tracy, the famous uh, 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 schizophrenic <laughs> duo. Um, Though he, he could have taken the kids to Boys Town. Yeah, I... <laughs> So uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I I, enjo- I enjoyed it because yeah, it's it's fun. I don't know. They it's this conflict between the two of them where Jill mm-hmm. is basically saying, "Listen, you you assume that because I'm the woman, I have to teach the kids to right. be well mannered," and she kind of puts it on Tim and says, "It's BS that you're heaping this on me." Right. And Tim's response is is not to be obstinate, but to say, "Yeah, okay, you know what? I will do it." Right. And they and it's a fun little challenge mm-hmm. and uh, you know i i don't know i i think it's a I, th- I think they have a healthy relationship and i hope they make it yeah <laughs> as do i what in do you fact, think i i really liked uh it it's been there from the beginning but in this episode in particular i feel like their banter tim and jill's banter really really hit its stride oh yeah uh the like even the in-between moments i love that they have these little mini role plays between each other uh it just really kind of it, it makes it um just a unique uh, sitcom uh, marriage. I mean, yeah. I, I can't picture another, uh, you know, like, I'm thinking like Family Ties or, or uh, what? what's the other one that's... Full House? No, no. The, the Family Ties and the one that is always confused with Family Ties. Oh, God. Um, you're you're asking... Yeah, it's asked. the Michael J. Fox and the Kirk Cameron show. The, the, oh, my God. It's like we don't have um, computers in front of us. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's like the, the it's like the sitcoms we watched growing up were Frasier, Home Improvement, and Golden Girls, and not any of the other ones. <laughs> growing pains. Growing pains. Um, it, like those those two shows are the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Uh, yeah. Of, television sitcoms in the 80s yeah in my mind game but. over man game over <laughs> uh what yeah the their their sparring is never adversarial it's yeah. always it's always comes from a place of of love and yeah. and i think in the past we've asked why did jill marry tim and in this one i think i can see why yeah it's they, very apparent they they never are truly angry at each other yeah they they always handle things in a pretty mature way yeah absolutely uh, even uh, even when it resorts to grunting or extended uh, ape impressions, there's for, for, for some <laughs> yes. reason Tim Tim for some reason doesn't know how to use the microwave. Which yeah, we'll get into that. For yeah, sure. yeah. Well, yeah. Take us take us through All it, right, Landon. Well, let's, let's get let's, let's get deep. Unpack this thing. So yeah. the the show the episode starts with them getting home from uh, Wacky Jacks. Yeah, good energy just right off the bat. Yeah, Everyone's and... pissed. Brad and Randy had caused havoc at this place, and I can only imagine what they got themselves into, because it sounded like a nightmare. Well, they stole a clown's nose. They They stole stole Wacky Wacky Jack's nose. nose. Most curious, they still have the nose with them, and Tim says, I'm going to make you mail that back to Wacky Jack, but it's like, why didn't you just make them leave it at the restaurant, Tim? Yeah, that's true. I didn't... that didn't Bad jump out at you. It's a good. It's a good thing you don't have a kid. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. It's a good thing neither of us has kids. <laughs> um, but what the thing? There's a lot that struck me in this opening little bit. So let me let me just kind of run through the scene a little bit. Do it, please. Which is they get home. Brad and Randy had caused a scene. Uh, they got kicked out of this place. And uh, Tim is like, "How do you get kicked out of a place that has a batting cage?" <laughs> which is you know pretty hilarious. Um, 
Also, lots of people get ejected from baseball games, though. I feel like That's actually true. it's on. It, I'm sure plenty of people have been ejected from places with batting cages. Oh, absolutely. Um, so they're they're trying to chastise, and he chastised the kids, uh, or chastise. They're not trying to make fun of the kids. They're trying yeah. to he d- disciplines the kids. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, he does give them a firm get upstairs to your room. Um, even Mark isn't uh, totally innocent in this. Uh, this debacle that he, was yeah it was one okay yeah go <laughs> he apparently had poured uh salad dressing down one of the kids pants and and first that's a that's a solid goof mark <laughs> wait wait way to go i don't know if you like took the took the french dressing from the yeah. salad bar uh, and also how to get them to stand still long enough <laughs> right uh, but then also this is i've been hard on i've bagged on mark's acting before mm-hmm. but in in this episode before getting sent the, the other two have been sent upstairs mm-hmm. and mark says to to jill oh, you know well i was innocent and and she says oh really i pouring pouring salad dressing down your brother's pants and he just goes oh you saw that and goes upstairs <laughs> and just you know what man i yeah. li- listen kid who played mark who is now a grown ass man Turn older than man. me Taryn Noah Smith, uh, I apologize. I underestimated you. You're that was <laughs> you good. got the skills, man. You you, you got a laugh out of me. He really, there was a great delivery by him, and really, almost all we see of Mark. I mean, he's in the episode, but that's his moment, and he he nails it, man. Yeah. Uh, and normally, I would be like, okay, salad dressing down the pants. That's like obviously an exaggeration for a joke. But did you happen to see Brad and Randy's shirts? In this opening scene? I did not. What did I they miss? They are caked in sauce. <laughs> Their shirts, is it just looks like they threw an entire pizza at each other. <laughs> they are just soaked with sauce. I I didn't I didn't notice I wasn't paying that much attention but I say you know what good good on your wardrobe wait way to go uh, yeah, that detail would have gotten another look yeah. overlooked on a lesser show um, so once they go upstairs Tim and Jill begin their little conversation about discipline and where they learn this behavior and she kind of puts it on him I, also Tim during this conversation they're reheating the pizza or yeah they, they so think... and I'm very confused about this so yeah. they open up this pizza box and he's like. Uh, she's like, oh, t- if you pick off the mushrooms, I'll have some pizza. First of all, let's set aside. They just came home from the pizza place and they're eating more pizza. Uh, Maybe they left in a hurry before they could finish the whole meal. Yeah. Parents they're, are they're, still hungry. Of course, parents are dealing with the kids and so they don't get a chance to eat. That makes Works sense. up an appetite, yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so he says, she says, if you take off the mushrooms, and he goes, those aren't mushrooms. But we never find out what they are. Are they supposed to be like dead bugs? Anchovies. Yeah. My brain went to boogers first because there's a lot of talk of snot and boogers in this episode. True. This is probably the booger heaviest episode yet. I haven't been tracking that. Uh, well, but but boogers don't look like mushrooms unless mushrooms are a different thing in but Michigan. N- nothing looks like mushrooms except mushrooms. Yeah, it's also uh, true. Maybe but anchovies. No, anchovies look like fish. I'm pretty sure, and <laughs> mushrooms aren't fish. <laughs> well, but, well, this is a mystery we're never left. So, what? Before we move on, I have to have a definitive answer. What do you think the mushrooms were? I think I think the I what I think the goof is is that it's like something foul. Like I just pictured in my head like dead bugs or something. Like, yeah. and this is implying that Wacky Jack's Pizza Pagoda is a real uh, cut rate place. <laughs> yeah, they'd get a. a C or D letter. Yeah. If the letter system existed in Michigan. Yeah. Oh man. How do you, how do you know where you can and can't eat? Everything's a franchise. Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just basically just go to Olive Garden and, and let the cards exactly. fall where they may. Yeah, absolutely. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Breadsticks. Uh, and the breadsticks um, fall into my mouth. That's yeah. where they may fall. And they never stop because they're endless. Oh God. 
Let's go to let's go to Olive Garden <laughs> after this. I know it's kind of late, but there's got to be a 24 hour one. Yeah. Well, I don't need to go to Olive Garden because when I'm doing this podcast, I'm with family. <laughs> you laugh at my sincerity. That's really good. Right, no, you, you saw, guys, going. I wish we were still videotaping these. If you could see the way he looked at me, it made my heart warm. Um, <laughs> okay, so so Tim like starts to reheat this pizza regardless of whatever the hell's on it. He's refuses to put it in the microwave. It's like he doesn't know how to use the microwave. <laughs> right. And, and this sparks a, a mini exchange between him and Jill about the microwave yeah, versus like real men use fire. Yeah, and him using it, doing a monkey impression. I, I, it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot like that kind of less grunty and more more uh, higher register Simeon. I didn't yeah. record that, those as grunts because those were monkey noises. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, it honestly it, it put me kind of in mind of and this is a deep cut, but American Hustle where they where it's set in the seventies, but the the family in that they get gifted a like the first like the first line of micro they get like a microwave as a gift and they call it a science oven and they don't know how to use it and jennifer lawrence burns down well nearly burns down their house with the science oven and it kind of i like this idea that 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 tim allen just or that that tim taylor is basically still living in the 70s he does not know how to operate a microwave it seems like it would pose an existential crisis if this was a different show because on one level the fire he so he reheats this slice of pizza over the burner on the stove uh, it's a good bit. It's a yeah, good bit. It is. And um so on one hand you've got the primitive man using fire to to heat up his food. On the other hand, the microwave represents more power. Yes. So it seems like that would be a very uh a point of crisis for him. You know, it would and honestly though it's I just Tim did not think about it that hard. That's the only <laughs> answer that I can give. That's what we're here for. It's that the 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 microwave the the burner has actual fire you can see and things burning are way more interesting than a thing that uses science to cook the right. food from the inside out. Yeah. Says the person who who I, I probably like seventy percent of my meals are microwaved. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm probably biased on this. Me too, because most of mine are on stovetop. Yeah. Well, also, and uh, we we shouldn't dwell on the pizza for too long. But he so he spears the pizza on a fork. And heats it over the burner. Mm-hmm. And this this kind of stuck with me all through the episode, just him doing that. A, I kind of like the novelty of yeah, it. Right. But then B, he doesn't heat it for very long. No, he heats it for all of like five seconds. And and I feel like part of that was a production consideration that, that it was only going to stay on the fork for so long. Yeah, and that looks exactly. like a real gas burner they had on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good for you, Home yeah. Improvement. Now, did you happen to see what Jill was doing during all this? I was... I was 100% focused on the pizza like I am in my regular life. <laughs> all right, it's all me, about the let pizza. Let me walk you through this. So she is concocting some sort of drink. Okay, she has like a uh, like an antacid. Yeah, like is, milk of know, mani- magnesia. expected after a night of pizza and you're 38 years old. I mean, I get heartburn at the drop of a hat. I'm drinking yeah. wine right now. I'm going to be up all night peeing. Oh. That's what happens when you get older. When they make me feel bad for pouring it for you, man, I would have had yours. <laughs> I appreciate it. Though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be up all day tomorrow with a headache. <laughs> so she's making this antacid drink, but that's not the crazy part. She, it looks like she also creates a chaser of like a, a stein of beer. Maybe it, not a stein, but like a pint of beer. I was I was looking at that and I was wondering like when I first saw the beer sitting there, she's poured the 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 you know antacid. Mm-hmm. I see the beer sitting there and I'm like, "Ah, Tim. Tim, you scam." Right, yeah. There's all kinds of strange props on the counter in this episode, which yeah. I have another comment in a second, but 
she she downs the the antacid drink with a cringe and then like immediately follows it with this beer well, well, it looks like beer. I can't imagine what else it could be. I've never seen any other drink that, like, it does. It's clearly not soda because it has yeah. that that malty look to right. it of a dark beer, like like an IPA or something. Yeah. I don't know, or is IPA like light? apple cider or something? Yeah, I mean, it is fall in the the series right now yeah yeah but what well, there's so many i think culinary mysteries to this episode there is what, very food heavy what what was it that they saw on the pizza that wasn't mushrooms <laughs> what is jill drinking that's right um yeah but i will say this also on the counter are a salt and pepper shaker set that i want so bad they were two little um copper side-by-side yeah steins oh. in the shape of uh, or the salt and pepper shakers in the shape of Beer steins, and I'm like, I as a bachelor really want those. Th- those are pretty cool. Well, or, well, Tim as a married man makes them work. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh God, we are so so. So yeah, yeah. They go into this conversation about um, corrective behavior of the kids, and she kind of puts it on Tim's shoulders that you know they learn this behavior from you. Therefore, you are the one that should go and fix it. Yeah. You, uh, you break it, you bought it. You break it, you bought it. Trans, she calls it transgressive behavior. And uh, he throws out a really uh, great line of like, I never wear your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I never wear your clothes. And uh, again, trans, you kind of you kind of hit it, home improvement, like yeah. 20, 30 years before it was, I mean, it's always been a thing, but before sure, popular yeah. American consciousness recognized it. Yeah. And it was it was a pretty funny delivery, yeah. funny line. Well, I, one, one bit, actually, I realized mm-hmm. we skipped past. When they f- send the kids up to bed... Uh, there's a lot, the kid, Jill's like up, up to bed right now. And the kids mm-hmm. are, oh, mama. one of them, Brad or Randy, I swear to God, I heard him say, we want to watch full house. Really? I, I, so we can go back and, and do it again in our post show rewatch of are the we, show. So in this, um, in I, this world, these are both ABC shows, um, which gets really weird. Okay. So what you're posing here is that. The Full House universe is a fake universe in the Home Improvement universe because they are watching a fictional television show. Yeah. Yet, the ABC family, a few seasons down the line here, have a huge crossover event where all of their sitcoms had actors uh, appearing in other things in this big Disneyland um, shenanigan thing. It was mostly Full House and I think Roseanne... Um, I can't remember if home improvements on it or not. It's gonna be a surprise. Well, well, hmm. Well, that's that is fine. I mean, well, maybe maybe in the world of home improvement, Full House, like yeah, it's a TV show, mm-hmm. but it's a documentary. Oh, like, kind of like, like a The Office show? is supposed to be. Not like a reality show. More just like this is just a story about uh, a family in San Francisco. Uh, everywhere you look, isn't that just called a television show well but but like but but like it's not a fake deal it's like there's actual cameras in the house following them around so a reality show Um, yeah okay fine it's a reality show just not as trashy like a more wholesome 90s reality show i I don't know man i'm grasping at straws i don't want to we've got so many fragile universes we're trying to build out of this show maybe i shouldn't have even mentioned that i heard this uh i I don't i don't want to challenge our ideas too much anyway i just the 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 kids on the one tv show want to watch the other tv show yeah i always like it when a tv show acknowledges another tv show when they 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 did it it, all the time the golden girls yeah what are they reference um a bunch of obscure television shows that were on in the 80s okay very good very good trapper john md what trapper john md the spinoff of mash 
What? You haven't seen... You don't know... I've never seen MASH. Okay, well, I haven't seen MASH either, but I at least know that <laughs> Trapper John MD exists. Do you? Are you not reading the same Wikipedia articles that I am, Landon? Apparently what are you not. doing, going out and socializing? What, hold on a second. What is Wikipedia? Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so it's, it's like an encyclopedia, but less accurate, but more extensive. I only read things about home improvement. Oh. <laughs> and, um, okay, go on. Yeah, so <laughs> this long-winded opening scene... Um, ends with uh, Tim like kind of agreeing looking at it as a challenge is like yeah you know what I'm going to whip these kids into shape I'm going to give you one good dinner and in fact if I don't I will give you anything you ask for and he just expects that that's going to be sex but doesn't every guy not, not to I mean not any guy who's watched sitcoms like if you've watched a 90s sitcom the one thing you know is that no woman ever ever wants to have no, sex with anyone but the guy uh, I will fully admit, to whenever I say I will give you anything, there is a seedling in the back of my brain that's like, yeah, I hope they ask for something. Yeah. <laughs> that is always there. I, I got, Good for you being an optimist, Landon. There's not enough of that <laughs> in, in, this, in this crazy workaday world we live in. Yeah. Well, I, what can I say? Um, but he accepts the challenge and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get these kids into shape. And, and what, and, and if he doesn't get the kids oh, into right. shape, uh, it's the opera. It's opera for you. Yeah, that's right. Season tickets to the opera, the Michigan Opera Theater. And, and what, uh, like Michigan Opera Theater A, does that actually exist? Oh yeah. 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 Detroit Opera House is like a majestical place. Okay. It's okay. It's very beautiful. Nice. Nice. Uh, it still I, exists. Oh. Everyone should go it's thriving in the arts district of, uh, Detroit. Great. You know, we're going to do our 100th episode live from the Michigan Opera House. We, we're pleased to announce our uh, our exclusive partnership with the Michigan Opera. Welcome back to the Empty Promises podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then for your birthday, I'm taking you to Disneyland. I promise this year for real. I'm holding you to that one. Oof. Um, okay, so that, that ends the first scene. We have everything pretty much set up there. It, it, and that's and that's what I like. It's just mm -hmm. like, here's the challenge. The yeah. first scene you get uh, some, some laughs, some jokes, some references to Full House, and then it's like, here's what the rest of the show is going to be. It's right. going to be trying to hit this goal. But one, one thing I've kind of noticed to greater and lesser effect in this show, uh, in these six episodes that we've watched, is that it doesn't adhere to like typical sitcom writing where True. there's an A story, B story, and sometimes a C story. Yeah. It's pretty like straight down the line story. <laughs> and I think part of the reason for that at least is that I think to have an effective A story and B story, you need a couple different sets. Mm -hmm. And I just, and characters. And yeah. And, and this like, six episodes now we've, stu I mean this, we, we visit the tool time set twice in this episode, which is encouraging. Actually, when we get back from the commercial, that's the first place we go to. Right. But I, it, but by and large, everything that happens so far in Home Improvement has been in the Taylor's house. Yeah, it's, it's just been, been very living room heavy. One hundred percent, all about the family. Not really. We don't really see much of Tim or Jill's life outside of that. Short right. of Al or Rondall. Still waiting for Rondall to make another appearance. He'll be back. I'm Sam sure. Sam McMurray. Yeah, <laughs> hit us up. We want to do a Randall episode. Yeah. Well, we already did a Randall episode. <laughs> well, we want to do a full Randall episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No home improvement, just Randall. Yeah. Where, where was his spinoff? I yeah. said Randall. You keep, yeah, Randall is a normal name. Randall, Randall. is Randall is just the nefarious... Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is the Satan to... It comes uh, out of the like, yuppie 80s... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so we... 
set up the challenge. Yeah. Uh, also, there's now a running gag where whenever Jill says opera, everyone else screams. That's, yeah, becoming, like, I didn't expect that, and I don't remember that as a recurring thing, but it's... I'm shocked that it has made me laugh every time it happens. I th- is this really? I've joked before about writing a home improvement Frasier crossover, but this. Oh my god! Because <laughs> because what do Frasier and Niles love? Opera. Yeah. What does Tim and the boys hate? Opera. I can see Jill and like mm. I see like like if anyone really like Rondall. Oh Rondall tried to make a pass at Jill, but Frasier could really do it. They have something in common. I'm gonna pitch something to you right P- now. Pitch I away. I want you to write this. Okay. Or I might write it with you. Okay. Just like there was a Flintstones Jetsons movie, we are going to write the Home Improvement Frasier movie. It's like, it's because this is the thing, because on Frasier, uh, Bulldog Briscoe, the sportscaster mm-hmm. on KCL 780 Seattle, is exactly the sort of person who would watch Tool Time. So maybe like he organizes some Ooh. cross promotion where Tim and Al come out to Seattle and, and then. And then Frasier has to do marital counseling for Jill and Tim. I'm making a face that is like, oh my god, Landon, you're a genius right now. Oh my god, this is good. This is good. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Oh man, I, I'm so yeah. Okay, the the rest of the rest of this podcast is just going to be us workshopping this idea. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we come back from the commercial break. Oh, oh sorry. You also, else? no. Also, just the commercial. The, I, 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 this this commercial break is the first one. Like, there's a goofy. It's a goofy transition that actually has a sound effect attached to it, which is the oh, first time. Yeah, I think it's like the 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 you know the picture for the scene falls over backwards. Okay, but you know, which like we've seen before, but it shattering. goes yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay, like so. a wall of a house falling down. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Buster Keaton t- uh, territory. <laughs> um, so we we come back from commercial break. It's uh, it's we're at the Tool Time set. Tim and Al, which we get to see some more of Al, and I'm still waiting for that character to drop. I know. Oh, my God. Wait for the drop. Yeah. It's uh, suspense is building, man. Uh, They're laying floorboards, and... That's what they're building. Yeah. Suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Okay, thanks. Come on. They're laying floorboards. (laughs) They're laying floorboards. Al doing a much better job than Tim. Yeah. And uh, as you would expect, Tim then, in the middle of their project breaks away to get one of his Tim's tool tips. And so here's the thing. We've spoken many times about how Tim really doesn't know anything about what his actual job is. Right. So, you know, so that's one thing. But then he he routinely, in the middle of his show that is all about uh, tools and building things and, and legitimate, like, small H, small I home improvement... Yeah. Uh, routinely in the middle of his show, will break away to give lessons about kind of life yeah. or manner. Like in this one, it's this a, it, etiquette and manners. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the show. You've got a tight timeline to keep on. Like, how long is your time slot? There's we're seeing shots of like producers off camera just standing there right. watching him go on this tirade. I'm like, okay, so you're, Tim's not good at being a handyman, but he's the host of this TV show. Okay, maybe he's the face of it. He's he's good at that. But he's also not really good at staying on task and hosting the show. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I or like... maybe he realizes how dull it is, <laughs> and he's trying to inject some of that sweet, sweet cable, uh, cable access. Yeah. Well, And when I remember as a kid when I would see... Bob Vila's show come on or something like oh, that. Oh man, we got some Bob Vila to unpack later in the series. Oh man, well, cause isn't he on? Yeah, he's there's a crossover, isn't there? So when I would see Bob Vila's show, a I'd always a part of me as a child would always hope, oh my gosh, is this an episode of Home Improvement? And then it, it wouldn't be. But then also I would I would 
still kind of watch the episode for a while because I had nothing else to do. And I'd always kind of wish that there would be a Tim type to just talk about anything other than <laughs> right. whatever dumb stuff they do on there that I didn't care well, about. Bob Vila's show was called This Old House. I mean, how <laughs> the title alone puts you to sleep. The, the title sounds like he's just pissed off about his surroundings. Like, this old house. <laughs> After crocheting with Betty, <laughs> stay tuned for this old house. This goddamn motherfucking house. <laughs> I would watch that show. Yeah. That's just Bob Vila drunk. That's not him fixing the house. That's just him sitting alone, like with a bottle of whiskey, looking at the house and just talking about how angry it makes him that all this stuff is broken. (laughs) My goddamn mortgage is so much. And look at this place. It's got termites. You never buy property, kids. Goddamn alimony. Um, So he starts talking about uh, etiquette and stuff to the audience and uh, to the audience at home. And it's pretty thinly veiled. But... Not in the way that other episodes are. He gives one of the worst fake burps. Like, maybe... I'm wondering if it was, like, a sensor issue. So, basically, what he says is, like, manners are important, but sometimes it can be fun to let loose. You know, sometimes, you know, you can burp the whole... uh, All of the volumes in one go. And he, like, legitimately just goes, A-I-O-U. Yeah. Made worse by the fact that he builds up to it for about 10 seconds yeah. by like prepare, pretending Trying to like swallow to a, all this air. Yeah, get a burp coming. Do you think, do you think it was like he, he, he was telling everyone like, no, I'm going to actually burp live. I can get it, guys. I can get it. And they yeah. did like 20 takes and they couldn't. And I'm wondering if it's like a, you know, ABC primetime, there's, you can't burp on television. <laughs> like unless it's a sound effect that's cleared by the... <laughs> You know, whoever the censors are. You can't burp that on television. That's <laughs> I would watch that too. We come back uh, back home, and uh, this is probably my favorite line of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we cut back home. Jill comes out of the laundry room, and she's got a, a laundry basket full of clothes. Yeah. And she's like, I just found a stock of broccoli in Randy's dirty clothes. <laughs> and Tim goes... He's either hiding it or not digesting properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. That was that was a really solid line. That yeah. was good. I liked that and a lot. Also, I was really shocked at another joke that made me laugh. Cause, so Tim's like prepping for this uh, the table manners lesson that he's going to give his kids, and he's got these wooden yeah. blocks that he's putting on the dinner table. He's setting the table, uh, and as he's putting the blocks on the table that are made of wood, um, Jill makes some sort of comment about like. I don't have any recipes about uh, oh, for wood. For, yeah, for wood. And he goes, "Well, how about that meatloaf you like to make?" A meatloaf joke got me. I feel like a lesser person. No, that was no. I no. I cracked up for that. <laughs> a, I'm I'm a meatloaf enthusiast. Both the well, more the food than than the '70s rocker. Although I I also appreciate him. <laughs> Uh, no, but that, that was that was good. That was a well set up and executed joke. Yeah, it was. I don't understand the point of the blocks on the table though. They never in in the food in the table manners lesson. The kids kind of fuck around with the blocks, and Tim makes a point of making sure they put the blocks on the right plates. But then the blocks never get used. They get upstaged by a piece of raw chicken. That's right. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. And um, maybe it's just the they need to focus the kids. Like his thought is, I need to focus my children. A blink plate is going to just give them nothing i don't know yeah and your guess is as good as mine man neither of us is a parenting expert (laughs) neither is tim for that matter yeah it's actually at this point in the episode that they they make the bet 
for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't earlier. It was right now. They Oof, my face is red, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Because that's what transitions us into taking it outside. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so Tim goes outside, and we have our first Wilson moment of the episode. Um, and I'm really excited about this one. The, so, the, my best line is from Wilson. I think all my best lines are from Wilson, oh, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Um, so why don't you walk us through this part? So he goes outside to talk to Wilson. Wilson is building a trap, a porcupine trap. Porcupine trap. Wilson who eats squirrels. Wilson who eats snakes. We can only imagine what he's trapping porcupines for. Also, porcupines, is that a thing in Michigan, in your backyard? Sim asks, he's like, not much porcupines in Michigan, are there? Oh. And he says, if you build it, they will come. I man, I I I've Stone Cold was not paying attention. I think I was pouring myself some wine at that point and missed it. Uh, <laughs> it's a very important moment because it's a massive piece of evidence for my Wilson is God theory. Oh man, this is straight out of uh, straight out of uh, uh, Field of Dreams. Okay. Well, it is a reference, I think, directly to Field of Dreams. But if you yeah. take it one step further, like uh, maybe two thousand years earlier, <laughs> um, the world is six thousand years old. I think it's a Noah's Ark reference. Oh. If you build it, they will come. He's talking about porcupines. He's so, talking about animals. So Wilson is preparing for a global flood <laughs> in 1991. I don't know if he's, he's ahead been... of this global warming thing by a long shot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And he's and he's very well. I guess you got to start early because he's very focused on like, okay, porcupines. We have yeah. to figure out the porcupine issue. We have six billion <laughs> species to deal with, but today it's porcupines. Or maybe he's just waxing nostalgic, like he's building this porcupine trap, and he's like, yeah, you remember, remember those days when I, me and Noah, chummed around. Remember back when I killed everything on Earth except for like <laughs> two breeding pairs of everything. <laughs> so that's that's what I got for for that theory this week. But I think. It's a pretty strong, strong piece of evidence. So maybe this is his second scene with Wilson, where where the, my favorite line comes in. Should I wait until then? Or? Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll wait until then. So yeah, it, yeah, because he but, doesn't even like get any advice in this. Well, part. no, actually, he does. He says like, "Oh, the kids are so rambunctious. I made this bet with with the wife to to you know knock some sense into these little knuckleheads." Right. Well, the the advice part comes. Um, after the next commercial break. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah. well then, which it's it's very close. Like, yeah. There, there's like a half a second scene between. So you're paying attention. They're talking, yeah, about the the porcupine trap. Blah 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 blah. They go back inside, and um, this is the first sit down where he's trying to teach them the manner. Teach uh, Tim's trying to teach Randy, Brad, and Mark table manners, mm-hmm. and they immediately start going into these super gross stories. Yeah. Um, Tim, I think, secretly enjoys. These antics, these stories that the kids are telling. Oh yeah, because uh, he was one of those kids. Yeah, absolutely, and he's kind of living vicariously through his children, but knows that he has to be an adult and teach them manners. Um, and he's trying. He's trying real hard here, but they aren't giving him nothing. I really admired like how much he was committed to this, and it's yeah. not just that Tim hates opera, but he just clearly wants to show his wife well, that he can do this. Right, and that's what <laughs> I really enjoyed Jill in this moment because she. I feel like in another type of episode, she wouldn't be present for this and that the the nice dinner would be a surprise. Like, look at all yeah. this. But she's like there cleaning dishes and doing 
household chores hovering hovering just yeah. waiting for tim just to kind of watching and as brad and randy yeah, they start like fighting at the table like getting physical jill kind of like saunters past walks over to the stereo and puts uh, just like starts blasting opera yeah and tim like can't handle it it's a really really funny jill moment i i, I yeah because i think on, on another show it would have been they would have had a big fight at the beginning and Jill would have gone off in a huff, yeah. and Tim would have, on his own, been like, "Okay, you boys, I need to, I need to get mm-hmm. you straight to save my marriage." Yeah. And this one isn't as much that. It's just like, yeah, you know, they're still a team, but yeah. he's just—it's friendly competition. Absolutely, yeah, and that's you know part of what I think makes their their marriage in the show uh, kind of unique. But yeah, really, really fun. So that takes us into the commercial break. When we come back, this is where we're we're immediately in the backyard with Wilson again, and he's. His trap has caught something. Oh God! His 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 trap has caught Fluffy, one of the neighbor's <laughs> cats, and 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 Fluffy's making quite a lot of noise. And and Tim's, you know, uh, yeah yeah yeah, a lot like that. Well, that's actually that's actually our official show cat right now. <laughs> um, but I so so Tim says something like, uh, you know, is 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 Fluffy okay? And and Wilson says, oh oh yes, you know this. This trap's meant to just just catch them and release them. This is a humane trap. And there's <laughs> and he kind of look looks at the looks at it and says, "But I'm not sure. That's my opinion, not Fluffy's." <laughs> and it was that was my that was my favorite that line. Was your moment. Yeah, yeah. Just, I liked it. Yeah, the the way he just he he's he's clearly waiting for Fluffy to cool off a bit, and then. Yep. Can I can I play out the rest of the joke? Or yeah, do you please. That? No. So that, at the end of the scene, he Wilson opens the trap and says, "Okay, there you go, Fluffy." And Fluffy runs out. <laughs> we don't really see the cat, but we see you know something run into the bushes. Yeah. And then we hear dogs barking and Fluffy yowling, and all the the the, the bushes are shaking. And and Tim kind of looks at Wilson, and Wilson just looks at Tim and says. Well, Tim, with freedom comes responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> or free will. Oh. Yeah, but so then after this little exchange, we go into the, like the Wilson's advice moment where he's talking about something I've never heard of before: mealtime aggression. I the, yeah, I, he's, I think he's pulling that one out of his ass. I, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of like rhetoric uh, parenting books in the '80s and '90s. I wouldn't put it past some book to have coined the term mealtime aggression. Yeah, um, but it was a <laughs> it was kind of a, a lot to to swallow. Um, but he, he talks about primitive man hunting, uh, Wilson talks about primitive man hunting their, their meat and like appreciating their meals because they had to put the work into it. And, and Tim kind of takes this, goes back inside and he's like, I'm going to recalibrate my approach to these kids. And how do I reach these kids? (laughs) Play them Coolio. Um, (laughs) so... I don't, I can't, I feel like there was an earlier episode where Tim regurgitates Wilson's advice in a really bad way, but I felt like this was the first time. I, there, there was an earlier episode, but I, yeah, I think this, this is just a return to form. And this yeah. is, I think what eventually every episode becomes yeah, is him, him poorly implementing Wilson's good advice. Yeah, exactly. Getting, hearing the bullet points, but mixing them up in space and time. and Yeah, reading the cliff notes and then not really remembering the cliff yeah, notes. Giving the book report yeah. off the cliff notes. Um, so he tells them, you know, he tells them about mealtime aggression that they they do not understand what he's saying because no one would. Yeah, we don't really understand what he was saying and we've right. got a few years on those kids. But then we get like a little glimpse of Tim's genius, which is like, okay, I can't obviously explain this because I'm not a 
college professor. Or Wilson. Or Wilson. Whatever the hell um, Wilson. What does Wilson do aside from be God? Ah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Maybe he, he's maybe he uh, has like some sort of exotic wilderness beef jerky store. That would make he's cooking at weird animals all the time. That would make the most sense. <laughs> I, I'm going to assume that the, I think that probably the canonical response is he's retired. But the, yeah. I prefer I prefer either beef jerky or creating universes well, gonna, and running. I them. think I'll keep an eye out for his profession. But I think we should also. Uh, kick some ideas back and forth in future episodes. I also like the idea that he that he's cooking meth in an RV. That also <laughs> that also just makes me really happy. The, the 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 Breaking Bad home improvement crossover. Like Jesse, we have to go to Michigan. There's this big player out there, which then leads into The Walking Dead. But Tim Tim gets this crazy idea. He's like, I can't reiterate this with words, so I'm going to uh, do this with action. Yeah, and he grabs the chicken that Jill has not yet made. It's a raw chicken, raw full body chicken. Yeah, no head, but yeah, like the full. like the Peter Gabriel sledgehammer video. <laughs> yeah, good call. Thank you. Um, and he's like, "Kids, you you have to kill your dinner." And he's like holding the chicken. He's like, "Kill me." <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't ask. The he's not asking for martyr side. Yeah, par- parenthood is parenthood is very difficult. Kill me. <laughs> Just, and, just this is an edible desire you have. Welcome to the series finale of Grunt Work. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, he starts running around with his raw chicken in his hands, and the kids like fall for it. They're like, "I'm into, I'm into it. We're gonna chase Dad around with this chicken." Uh, and it goes all around the living room. They go through all of the basically the bottom floor of the house, all of the sets that they've built, short of the <laughs> short of the tool time set, the restaurant, and the, the basement. basement. Yeah. yeah. Then they end up outside. And uh, Tim accidentally drops the the chicken on the ground, which I was expecting to be a much larger plot point than it was. Right, but was, we're so late in the episode at this point that it really couldn't be. It, it, that is another episode, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, the, the, why weren't these episodes an hour long? Why weren't these all <laughs> made for TV movies where they could really explore all the avenues of these plots that we want them to take? I would watch hour long episodes of Home Improvement for sure. Well, yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's another thing we should write, those those hour-long episodes of Home Improvement. <laughs> We're going to turn it into an hour-long drama. Yeah. Um, where Wilson is cooking meth. Yeah. This is what I'm telling Tim gets roped in. Tim is Jesse. <laughs> this is what I... I, I don't know. <laughs> he drops it on the ground. And then he has, like, another moment of, like, realization. Like, oh, Randy... So, as soon as it hits the ground, Randy's like, Ew, I'm not going to eat that. It has grass all over it. And Tim's like, oh, you don't like that? You find that gross? And, uh, which I love, I love that Tim is so contentious with his kids. Yeah. It's, there's not like a typical father something. It's almost like they're siblings themselves. In a way. Yeah. It, it, um, sort of like on Modern Family, how, how, uh, whatever, uh, the dad on Phil. that show. Phil. Yeah, yeah. Phil and his kids are basically all kids, but yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there is like a man child aspect to Tim, obviously. I mean, yeah. that is his persona. Um, but he he catches on to this. He's like, "Oh, you don't like that? You don't like dirty, gross, awful things? Well, you know, we don't like it when you guys tell this and that, and when, and it resonates with them." I I really I really liked that bit because it was he tried Wilson's lesson and he just he, you know Wil, Wilson isn't wrong necessarily, but Tim yeah. just can't express that and it doesn't work. He's talking over the kids' heads. Wilson doesn't seem to have kids. Uh, Wilson wouldn't know, but uh, we're all his kids. <sighs> Yes, he made yes he made his children all out of clay and one kid out of another kid's rib. Yes, uh, a porcupine rib. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a really it's a fucked up creation myth. But uh, no, I, I I like that the Tim Tim finds his own kind of third way between yeah. between Wilson and between the unchecked chaos of the children. He right. finds his own lesson for them. Yeah, yeah. And then um, after they have this, like, oh, okay, yeah, we kind of get it. I guess we'll be, you know, not jerks. Well, and then they deliver him a severe beating, such that he has marks on his face when they're <laughs> yeah, at dinner. I was curious about that. One of them's hitting him with like a gigantic like foam baseball bat yeah, or something Brad always seems to be carrying that thing because he had it in the spartan episode it was like his go-to weapon these kids man it's <laughs> a... like pre-flogging uh, <laughs> he's like really amped up to go into a, a fraternity oh god yeah yeah, yeah. he's gonna have a he's that that's you know when they all depart for college it's uh paddles and what have you <laughs> yeah um yeah so it ends kind of uh they all start attacking him and then we Go to a, a new scene. It's later in the day. It's dinner time. They're yeah. having the the moment of truth. They're finishing dinner. Yeah, yeah. The kids are tuckered out. They're all They're asleep. So tired. Face first in their plates. Yeah. Very very quiet. And the They're all wearing sort of... nice shirts. Candles lit. But yep. they're asleep. And yeah. apparently it was a successful dinner. Yeah. Um. They all fall asleep, and Jill is like, "All right." I see the effort you put in here, and even though technically you just tuckered them out and you didn't teach them manners, I'll give you this one. It, but she says something. Well, the exact exchange there is really perfect, and I didn't write it down. But she says something like, "Well, you know, Tim, you didn't really teach them manners. You just tired them out." And Tim just kind of gives her this look and just says, "Take what you can get." <laughs> And she she and she takes what she can get. Yeah, and really, that was very genuine. I imagine that's what parenting is. Yeah. I hope to never find out. But uh, it's I don't think it even is limited to parenting because I say that to every girl I bring home. <laughs> just take what you can get. We're both I don't have much to work with here. We're both here already. We both <laughs> left the house. Let's just make it happen. <laughs> And then, and then, unlike most dates I go on, uh, Jill expresses an interest in having sexual relations with Tim. Yeah, and uh, and they they go upstairs. They do. And what's interesting here is like, I find that Tim's ability to roll with her her punches when because she like pokes fun at his erections in the satellite episode. In this one, it's like. Oh, it'd only take a minute. So the, the concern yeah. is that the kids will wake up. And he's like, oh, it'd only take a minute. He's like, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty feisty tonight. It might be a minute five, minute ten. And he's like, he rolls with it. It's yeah. like, good on him, man. He's, he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not great in bed, but we love each other. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. <laughs> and yeah, we go to commercial and credits start to roll. And then when we come back, back at tool time. Tool time. <laughs> They're still laying floorboards, which I here's a question for you. These the book and tool times. Is this the same episode? And now we're just kind of like doing it non linear linearly. Linear, Keep going. Try non, try non linearly linearly linear, non linearity linearly. We're we're doing it out of sequence. <laughs> Is it book ending temporally incongruous? To each other. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> am, am I having a stroke or are you having a stroke? <laughs> Is what you're trying to ask, are these are these part of the same segment <laughs> and that we're just seeing yes. this part later? Or is this like a two-part uh, tool time that's airing? Previously on tool time, they start building the floor. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I don't... It seems... It makes sense because this... Well, no, actually, because in the first segment... 
Tim puts on his blazer again, yeah. which, like on Mr. Rogers, is the thing he does to signify the end of the show. Right. I guess Mr. Rogers, no, he takes off his coat and he puts on his sweater. Right. The point At the end of a Tool Time episode, uh, Tim takes off his tool belt and puts on his blazer. Yeah. This episode that we come back to, this segment that we come back to, Tim is... Uh, you know, yeah, he's. They're still in the middle of the thing. He's yep. about to start nailing the thing to the to the other with the, thing with the power drive nail gun. Yeah, we we really didn't pay much attention to the actual tools on Tool Time. <laughs> uh, no, so I don't think this. I think this is part two of a very special tool two part Tool Time. <laughs> All right, I'm into that. Um, so Tim is messing around with the tool gun. Al, the tool gun. It the shoots tool, tools. Did I just say tool gun? Tool gun. Yep. It shoots. Uh, it shoots tool CDs <laughs> at people. Hey, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know. I know about tools and nails and things. Yeah. Um, In the band Tool. <laughs> L is uh, tells him about the new safety feature on the this new Binford nail gun. And Tim's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Says, I've been around these my whole life. He, he mentions that this this nail gun has the power to uh, uh what, to to attach a phone book to a brick wall. Oh, I missed that part. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I want to see that video. Yeah, you know how how else are you going to attach your your phone books to your brick walls? Otherwise, what do you use spackle or like tape? We really need to get Adam Savage and Janie Heineman. Uh, a, a secondary show, yeah, just testing home improvement. Myths. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey guys, I know that you had had like probably fifteen very successful seasons, and you quit doing the show because you wanted to. But can you start yeah. it again to test some myths from this home improvement <laughs> show? Or maybe we put it to the White Rabbit Project now that Tori, Grant, oh. and uh, Carrie are doing their own thing. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe they could fix it. At least one episode. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking for, guys. Um. <laughs> And then we get our our injury. Although Tim had some pretty nasty cuts, as you said, on his face from the, the from, roughhousing from with get, the kids, getting a severe beatdown from his children, yeah, I, I, which shocked me when I saw that at the table. It was like, oh my god, it looks like that's what should have happened to him in like the satellite episode. Well, that's uh, that, well, actually, like the the with the kids was no trouble, but then after that, he had a run in with these loan sharks. We owed some money from that big game <laughs> that he'd been betting on a few episodes oh, that's ago. Right. Yeah, the offsides episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do get our, 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 um, episode injury, which is he's messing around with the tool gun. He's like, I've been around these my whole life. And then right, right through his foot. Oh yeah. He shoots, shoots it to the ground. It seems to have nailed himself in place. And then he like tries to play it off and he, they cut to, you know, just a title card for tool time, but we still hear the audio. Well, Al says something like, oh, that must, that must hurt pretty bad. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Go, it, Instead of like a technical difficulty screen, we get the tool time logo. And, yeah. Uh, then yeah, he Al delivers this like smarmy line, and you hear another and Al screams. Yeah. So uh, again, kind of kind of sadistic beats on this show. A like, weird ending. Pre- previously, previously Al, we are led to believe, sets Tim on fire, and then this time Tim. Uh, frustrated, I guess frustrated that that Al has made fun of him for blatantly disregarding safety procedures and nailing his foot to the floor. Then presumably shoots Al with a nail. Also, <laughs> lawsuit town. Yeah, I would be traumatized if I was in the audience at Tool Time. For I'm, that. I'm a very special episode. I was in the audience for Home Improvement, and I was traumatized a bit by that because <laughs> I I think I identify more with Al than anyone else on this series, just because he's the one guy who's like, "Hey, yeah. what the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> That's very true. Uh, and that is, that's our end note. That's what yeah. we go out on, which is very strange. Well, I, that's not true. We do have our outtakes, which is a 
very strange. I don't even remember He's, what they were. It's him just kind of dancing around with a folding ruler. Yeah, oh yeah, that was weird. With the, I can't even imagine where that fits into like the and and the song that's playing is the Tool Time theme, which we use as the theme on on our podcast. But it's like a slower version of it, like yeah. I mean, they just like can we slow it down to like point seven percent of the original speed? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it, it. Was it was a uh, an odd energy to go out on, but yeah, didn't didn't hamper the episode. For yeah, me. I, I still enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. I liked it. Is there anything uh, we didn't cover in your notes that uh, you want to mention? Oh, uh, wait, yeah, we do need to mention the grunt count. Fifteen grunts in this episode. Oh, right. Yeah, fifteen. It's kind of a, a middle of the road. I'd say this is the first episode. I'm really. It happened a little in previous episodes, but now I think they're they're really seizing on the <laughs> grunt. Did oh my he, god, yeah. yeah. I almost well, felt like they sampled that for the, the theme song. Yeah, this is... It was the, very, very spot on, the quintessential yeah, question grunt. It, it, because before the grunts were sort of Tim responding to tools around him or kind of amping up his energy, yeah. but now the grunts are him being confused mm-hmm. or not sure about something. So uh, so now our series total for grunts is 96, Damn. which means that episode 7, we're going to hit 100. Are we, though? And I, well, in, in, unless this episode, this next episode has fewer grunts than any other episode of Home Improvement. Tim Allen's not actually in episode 7. Oh, man. Well, well, that's... that's a, I still think that somehow they'd be like off, off camera, like he'd call into the set. <laughs> That's right, and also when we when we hit uh, much like at a at at certain uh, certain pro basketball games when we hit one hundred, uh, everyone gets a free chalupa. So <laughs> be ready for that. We'll we'll be mailing out uh, uh, coupons to everyone. You take that you're participating. We have a partnership with Taco Bell going. So when we get to one hundred grunts, free chalupa. When you get to two hundred, it's free gordita. Uh, Three hundred, it's free enchirito. I don't even know if they still have enchiritos. <laughs> That was my favorite menu item back when Home Improvement was still on the air. So they're going to bring it back for grunt work. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait until someone sues us for false advertisement. I don't think you, I don't think you can sue some. I mean, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is a lot of disappointed people go to a Taco Bell. We're going to lose so many followers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I was really... promise us Taco Bell, motherfuckers. I'm, I am a, I'm a diehard Home Improvement fan. This podcast was everything I wanted, but then they then they made me go to Taco Bell <laughs> expecting something free, and instead I had to spend a buck ninety eight to get that thing, and I can't take that in my budget. Oh my god! I had I have one one note to mention. Yeah, give um, it to me. That we that skipped over a little bit, but when they're at the table, uh, Tim is teaching Brad and Randy and Mark um, their their manners, and they're telling all these stories. And Jill comes down. Uh, <laughs> Randy rats out his dad and says, "Mom, uh, Dad said hell and damn." And Tim goes, "I didn't say damn." He goes, "You did now." I remember as a kid, I started sweating. On the inside, because up until now, this is like pretty much a family show. There were oh, yeah. like sex jokes that went over my head as a as a nine year old, but this episode, when a kid, my my peer, <laughs> you swears. and JTT were like this, and I have my fingers crossed right now <laughs> to suggest closeness. Uh, when he swears, I was like, oh my god. I, like my parents I, know I the kids like swear now. I swore, and my parents weren't even that strict. And I was just like such a goody two shoes that like a kid swearing on television. I'm like, is this okay to watch? I I got like you can see I got goosebumps right now. Oh just, my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, <laughs> reliving some this is a, this is trauma. A, this is a powerful moment for you. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas swearing really brings it home. Seriously, and I remember being so. I also remember an episode of Friends where they uh, Phoebe says the word penis. 
And I was like, oh, I'm sorry I'm watching this, Mom. I, I didn't say it. If she said it on the TV. I was just like, that was my inner monologue wow. speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was just kind of a, a reliving a, a nostalgic moment. There. Yeah, it took you back to it some, some nostalgic childhood drama. It just, yeah, yeah, drama. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's an old, yeah, the old. I'm going to unwrap this yeah. in therapy next week. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> This is this is therapy, but this is his therapy. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if that's it, is that that's all we got? Um, yeah, I we'll, think that's about it. We'll do the the wrap up here, which is you can uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, any number of services. Uh, we're still trying to get everything organized here, but. Um, Anywhere that you find us, please rate, subscribe, comment. Uh, it really helps other people find us. Um, we we want to know your comments. We yeah. want to know what you think. And and share our content. Oh, that felt... No, that went too far. I went one one step too far in asking things. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't want to tell you what to do, but if I you mean... you want to send us money, yeah, uh, if yeah. you want to support our trip to uh, Detroit for the 100th episode, yeah. if you want to really uh, contribute to this Taco Bell thing we've got going. Yeah, exactly. I think that if, you know, if you guys can just contribute all the money it would cost to give a free chalupa to everyone <laughs> who listens to our podcast, uh, please do. Don't know how much that would cost. It might actually be more cost effective than we think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... You can also find more information on today's episode at our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. Um, we'll be updating our tallies and our various uh, theories. <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our uh, our screen name, our username, our, av- our avatar, our handle. What are... Yeah, our big blue bodies that run around <laughs> Pandora. Wow, uh, I'm really unraveling here. And I'm really making outdated references here. <laughs> This is why we shouldn't go over 50 minutes, man. Look what happens. Yeah. You could find us on all those places. Um, uh, our name is at GruntWorkPod. Not podcast, but just pod, at GruntWorkPod. Um, or you can follow us individually, or at least follow me individually at Landon Solano. Um, if you have any longer questions, you can always email us at info at gruntworkpodcast.com, and we'll try to respond as soon as we can. Yeah, and if you want to follow me, you can just come find me in the world and follow me around, but I'm not going to make it easy. So <laughs> He's going off the grid. He's already turning off his phone. I know, I know. That's it. I'm putting it in a tinfoil box, and I'm putting my tinfoil hat back on, <laughs> and I am uh, taking the tinfoil off the thing I'm going to heat up in the microwave, which is probably pizza, because I know how to work a microwave. <laughs> Bringing it back. I love it. All right. Uh, Until next week. Yeah. Yeah.